When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon everyone. Welcome to our Transfer Deadlines, a Royal Blue podcast special. It's me, Greg, with Phil Capebride, Scotty and Big Gav Buckland. And, um, well, I'm going to surprise you here. It's half four and there's not much happening. It was ever thus, Everton, deadline day. Um, we probably expect most of the, uh, of the business, if there is going to be any, to be last minute. But, who knows, everyone, if anyone claims that they're going to be 100% right on anything to do with transfers today, journalist, ITK, punter, then they're lying because it really is the day when it can confound all your, your preconceptions about transfers and um, it really can have you chasing the tail. Well, Phil, in that spirit... There's kind of a few names that almost become accepted that Everton are in, are in for today. Let's start with the main one, who I think we can all agree is a genuine, you know, there's been interest. Manolo Gabbiadini of Napoli. Where's that up to and what, what's going on there? Um, well, as we sit here, as you say, half four-ish, um, my information is that it remains a stalled deal. Um, as I reported overnight, and you might have seen in today's, this morning's paper, um, Everton had grown frustrated with Napoli um, over their lack of, you know, the fact that they were they were refusing to sanction the deal and holding on and holding on. And I think Everton were like, well, if you, if you're not going to give us a decision, yes or no, we're just going to make the decision for you. Now, that may be a bit of posturing, it may be a bit of tactical yeah. negotiating, but obviously with less than seven hours until the deadline, it's you would, you know, at this stage, and I stress at this stage, not looking particularly likely things change though as you said at the top of the piece you know it's we could we could leave this room and Gabby Dini could be back yeah. on you know it's one of those but as I said last time I checked uh, with my contacts it was nothing had changed nothing had moved there remained an impasse if you like in negotiations which is highly frustrating because it was a player that the club's hierarchy discussed and after missing out on Lucas Perez Koeman said go and get me yeah Manolo Gabbiadini. You know what? I wonder if there's a sense Napoli must be a really difficult club to negotiate with because it's not often Chelsea walk away frustrated from a deal, but Koulibaly, they became favourites for Koulibaly, obviously, after we've been really interested in them. And I think they've they've given up on that. Napoli's just dug their heels in, demanded absolute top dollar for him. And if reports are to be believed from London, they're they're after David Luiz, going Mm. spending almost, well, 20 million more on what they got for him. Um, Sorry, for a player who's 29, you're that little bit older. But uh, So, uh, disappointed about Gabbiadini? Is that one that you really wanted to come off or might still come off? Well, if, if Napoli were within their rights to, to dig the heels in, aren't they? It's only what Everton were doing to Chelsea during the summer when they got into Romelu Lukaku. If teams don't want to sell, then they just don't want to sell regardless. There's that much money involved in football. Currently, then, if the football club doesn't want to sell, then so be it. I think Everton have left themselves wide open to a bit of criticism coming into the um, 
transfer window, if they haven't got a player in by 11pm tonight, then the fans aren't going to be happy. They've been promised 100 million pounds, yeah, as we spoke yeah. about it all summer. And yet, as we talked about last week, we spent the John Stones money. Yeah, OK. I mean, six hours is a long time in football, isn't it? You know, I think Napoli, I think was it like they sold to Juan, didn't he? Juventus, so mm. they, they've got a pressing need. Um, would you say, is that the area of the pitch that we need to... to yes, to, to centre-forward, 100%. Most? Do you think? I, I think definitely need yeah. a backup, you know, a viable backup to Ron, yeah. Because, like, I mean, we've spoken about you've spoken about competition for places and having two two players vying for, for one spec in the team. And, you know, in business parlance, like, Ron's a single point of failure, isn't he? There's, there is no there is no back, backup that Not you really. would say. No. You know, with all due respect to Kone, you've tried a few players there, it doesn't yeah. work. Uh, and if you don't get a forward, then I could actually live. We're just getting a forward in yes. today. Yeah, I, I think that would that would be. They've, they've got to get yeah. one. If Ron was to get injured playing for Belgium, we're knackered. We are yeah. absolutely knackered. There's no. Yeah, I mean, spot well, on. Imagine if he got like, God forbid, a serious knee problem, but ruled him out for six months or something. Where'd you and go? As it stands, Everton would be absolutely up. You know where? Yeah. yeah. You've got Kone up front then. Yeah. I think also it's good for Rom to have competition, isn't it? You know, it's good to have competition. Yeah. And, and I just think we need it regardless of whether there's an injury aspect, there's mm. obviously the turning, but just actually, you know... To get the best score. It's not, it's not 12 e- games or whatever it is. It's know? not even just the injury, it's the loss of form. We've seen that towards the back end of last season. His loss of form was dramatic. He, all time low for him. Didn't score a goal for the last... Well, it's from Christmas, just it's a flat spot, and Everton didn't have no-one to replace him. Now, we could end up with the same scenario... Yet again, Everton have to pull something out of the fire by 11 o'clock today. Have to. There's no, no two ways about it. If they've got any aspirations of finishing in the top six, they've got to get a sense of Do you think it's unacceptable to say, and you know, wait until January? No, they've had all summer, Greg. Look, I completely yeah, agree. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if they can't get the person they want today, do you think they've got to just get anyone? Or do you think... No, you can't do that. You can't panic by. This isn't the time to be wasting money. Yes, a lack of of a striker today would be the glaring omission in the summer business which has otherwise been very good but you can't panic by because what's the point in splashing over the odds and spending too much money on somebody who the manager doesn't really want because that's what it would be wouldn't it it would be somebody that doesn't come up to scratch you'd write what you say look what would happen if Romelu got injured between now and January well you scuppered aren't you or you haven't have drastically changed the way you play so, yes, absolutely, they've got to, as a, we, we believe they are, going all out to try and get somebody, but don't panic, by wait till yeah. January, reassess, re-scout, renegotiate, whatever, and do it in January. Yeah, I, th- I think all the dealings we've done so far indicates that's not going to happen, isn't it? Because we have been quite um, precise, haven't we, the, yeah. way, the way we've gone about our business this, this, this window. Um, and I, I can't see us doing it just for the sake of it. I mean, we have got... You know, we have got maybe one or two options where people could fill in, but regardless of what that happens today, it's a major area that we need to to to, to target. Um, I'm just wondering as well. You know, the other thing that concerns me is whether about players actually moving out, because I know we've been linked with. But I said, like we said last week, there's two or three players on the periphery, isn't there, Evan? Mm. Uh, you know, mentioned McGeezy is one. Maybe cleverly is another. I think I think Lennon as well, and maybe 
Dave Lafayette, though I can't see him go, is do you anticipate anybody moving out? And James McCarthy's been mentioned. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see McGeady go. It's been clearly made to him that he's got no future. Um, it's interesting one about McCarthy and Cleverly, isn't it? Because obviously the manager is, is, has gone on record as saying he doesn't want to lose James, you know. But obviously, if if it kept, you know push came to shove and they went well, Everton had somebody lined up that they could replace him, i.e. a Sissoko. Maybe the manager would be more receptive to the idea of of, of allowing James to leave because he's obviously been into the manager and told him he wants to. Um, cleverly, it's difficult. I don't know. You know, he, he may be asking that question himself. You know, where do I fit in? The manager's told the press that. As it stands, yeah. I could play right back. I don't want to play right back. I'm a I'm a midfielder, you know. So, yeah, I think I think you know there'll be a rush of loans. I I anticipate as we as we near eleven o'clock. Yeah. Another name as well. Obviously, moving on from Gabby Adini, Yassin Brahimi of Port of Porto. Um, Phil, interesting one. This isn't it. Yeah, um, conflicting reports. I think. We've had conflicting information. Um, it's difficult because, as you say, things move on transfer deadline yeah. day, and yeah. you can end up making yourself look silly. Yeah. Or yeah, so it's difficult. Um, certainly don't. It doesn't want to, appear to be no. As, I certainly as don't. Cut and dry to some yeah, I certainly don't want to stake anything on it at the stands at this, as it stands, but certainly approaching it with a bit of caution. Um, as I said. My info is at this minute telling me there's not a great deal in it. Um, he may have been looked at, but that is kind of as far as it went. But you know we have to, you know, be respectful to you know friends of the media who are also reporting this far more strongly than, than than we are at this present moment. But as I said, I've not had anything to convince me otherwise at this stage. So is that what we need—a left-footed winger slash forward, you know, of of his ilk? We need backup forwards. I mean, uh, offensively, we need backup. Yeah. There's no two ways about I mean, that. I think they, this fellow is not really a striker not gonna, in any capacity. Though, it's not really, but if you can do a job up there, if, if a Rom gets injured, so to speak, then I'm all, I'm all for that. It, the worrying thing for me is that he's not going to come cheap, this fella, is he, by all accounts? Talk about 30 million quid. So 30 million yeah. quid, and we've just been talking about panic buys, haven't we? Well, if we're leaving this until the last day, 30 million quid, yeah. it screams to me as if it's a panic buy, if it should have been done a few days ago at least but it screams to me that it's like four four hours five hours before the deadline shuts yeah I mean I think there's not just us in this position at the moment do you think as well I mean it's been well documented hasn't it about the transfer market about the premium that Premier League clubs are paying especially yeah. to clubs from well two clubs from Europe and does that mean clubs from Europe are now more willing now to let it go right 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 nearer to, to the, I think to they the set. so, they, so yeah. they know that people will panic by because they've got the money mm. if they want to increase at the last minute to do that. Yeah. And I think that's part. Of, I think that's part yeah. of the issue, not just for us, but a lot of clubs. I think they it. sense that they can really ratchet and squeeze yeah. every last pound out of these British clubs by letting it go right to the wire. Mm. Yeah, I think there's no coincidence that you're going to see clubs like Porto, um, you know, as, as we said earlier as well, Napoli. They'll just go. Well, They'll just try and, and, and string it out until it gets to 10 o'clock. Yeah. Because the clubs might just blink first and say, yeah, all right, you can have the extra five minutes. Yeah, and I think that's definitely part of it. And I think that's why, I mean, t- today has been a lot more busy. 
maybe my impression the normal and I do think that that's part of part of the reason is that it's like a lot of right. the selling clubs are leaving it to the very last minute knowing that and obviously the, the English clubs will blink first and obviously the Euros hasn't helped the situation has it because no. you know clubs hang on because of that don't they you know you look at somebody like Milik at Ajax who mm. I was told would have been available before the Euros at between 8 and 10 million mm. Napoli going to spend 28-30 on him because he scores and has an half decent few games you know so that's that's definitely made it more difficult for clubs like Everton um, to get their business done. Sorry, guys. One position that I'm surprised on that we haven't looked into is the goalkeeper situation. We were told last week by Ronald Koeman that he's going to be looking for two, possibly three goalies to challenge each other for the number one. Well, he again, he again, still wants another goalkeeper. Again, Stecklenberg's are, looks like our number one. He gets injured, suspended. We're not at a game with yeah. Rob Lesson goal. Yeah. I was going to mention Sissoko, but we'll come back to him. We may as well get into this now. I was going to discuss this. Basically, told the manager said after the Stoke game, I still need another goalie. Yeah. It's six hours or so before the deadline. One hasn't come in. I think you're right at the start, at the top of the podcast, when you said Everton have left themselves open to, to criticism here. Because, you know, forgive Evertonians for being a bit jaded, but we've been here before. But I think this isn't by way of trying to apologise to the club because it is, it is frustrating and the fans will be right to be unhappy if they don't do the business. However, I think it's worth bearing in mind this window as well present, has presented some new challenges for Everton. Yeah. They've got, on one hand, a brilliant opportunity because they've got more money than they've had, ever had before in the club's history. Uh, and that has helped with your Balassi. Exactly, Balassi yeah, yeah. going to... Basically, eat Koeman out of Southampton against yeah, the will of Southampton, and, and Walsh, go and get Walsh, mm. and so on and so forth. They've gone and got Williams, but as we've said all summer, they're not the only club who've got a few quid. Yeah. Also, they've got a new structure, you know, unprecedented structure of the club. They've got a director of football. Mm. They've got two new people on the board who all of a sudden, are, you know, well, three if you count Robert Elstone. Obviously, you've got Mashu. Oh, not on the board, board yeah. but you've got um, you've got Ryzan Stev, Sasha Ryzan Stev. And Elstone, you've got Mashiri, who might not be on the board, but clearly is someone yeah. who would be a big part of decisions that are made around the club. You've still got Bill Kenwright having a big part in transfers. You've got Cooman, and you've got Steve Walsh. Now, that is a lot of people whose opinion, it's almost, to me, sounds a little bit like an unofficial version of Liverpool's transfer committee. Not well, that bad, Sean. Well, there's a lot of opinions that float thrown into the mix. Back in the day, you had two opinions that really counted, yeah. Moyes and Kenwright. Latterly, it was maybe Martinez, Kevin Reeves and Ken Wright. Yeah. Things have changed a lot and, you know, for all the good things that that's going to develop and, and going to lead to, which will be infinite, you know, I'm hoping a stadium, commercial success going forward. Hopefully in future windows, things happen more fluidly and yeah. players come in with plenty of time. But I think this might have worked against us a little bit in this window. I totally agree with you. I think it's the nature of what's happened in the summer in regards to when Farad Mashiri was promising. He didn't promise us, but he was moved around £100 million more chest and we were linked with Matt Witzel, all these players. We want a marquee signing. And yet, when we look at it with five hours to go before the window slams shut, yeah. we've spent the money. All we've raised was selling John Stones. Yeah. That's all we've done. That's right, but... You said we want a marquee sign, and he actually says that's just supporters. No, no, I think there was generally was an intent from the club to go and make it a signing that made everyone else sit up. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, maybe everybody's just misjudged that you know the pressures in the market. 
But I, I'd make a point about the goalkeeper. I'm, I'm reasonably comfortable with the goalkeeper situation. I think it's completely different to the to the striker situation where there is just no alternative to Lukaku, certainly in the short term. But in, and and whereas in in the goalkeeping situation in the short term there is a an alternative should Stecklenberg get injured. You know we have got a backup keeper. It may not be to everybody's choice, but yeah, no, play for. He's, we, we agree. he's not going to. You know, we and, agree. And but I, it's Kuman who sat there and said he needs the yeah. keeper. Yeah. From the you know, from the horse's mouth. Did he say in this transfer window? Well, yeah, because if he, he also said this yeah, week it's point. going to take him two seasons to get the squad. Yeah. 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 And that's that comes back to the point about what do we do at nine thirty tonight if we still haven't got Gabbiadini or whoever through the door? Do we panic by? No, and it's the same for if we haven't got Lamine Kone in. Do we panic by for a fourth centre half that he wants? No, we wait four months, three and a half months See, until I, January and then we go yeah. and, we, and we, start, we start again. I think you'll get away with three centre-halves because there's players there that can play yeah. in that position. Not many can play up front. Oh, yeah, that's Not many can yeah, play yeah, in yeah, goal. Yeah, sure, sure. They, 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 I think ever, they've got to get the basics right first. They have done in the summer, but they've got to get that forward for me yeah, more I, than anything else. Because in, in some respects, the first couple of games, Holgate has shown that actually he can play yeah. at the back and he can play right back uh, in the short term that's beneficial to us isn't it really because that means you know we've got cover for Seamus and indeed could be argued that Seamus is not cover for Holgate <laughs> but, but also you've got another player yeah. who can play centre half to mm. make you four centre half so in the short term his, his development has been priceless to us only oh, no, I know he's a young player lad he's only played three games but if you talk about like seeing it out till January and looking at things again, I think what he's shown up the three games is removed our immediate need that we thought that we might have in the summer about getting another right back in yeah. and another and a fourth centre half. Um and but we've let like Galloway go mm. unknown, haven't we, as well. So there's mm. there's a couple of players who have gone in from that area who've left the left. So I think I go back to what I start, I think if we get a strike in that'll be Fine for me. I'm more interested at this stage of getting the blend of the team right and you know well, getting the, you know yeah. what, getting them playing the way Ronald wants them to play rather than have yeah. for that matter. Then let me put this one to you. This hasn't gone away all summer. For a cl- and for for a club for me, in some sense, overburdened. If that's a, you know maybe not the right use, but certainly got plenty of central midfielders. We continue to be linked with Newcastle's Sissoko, yeah. Phil. What I would say to that is, um, the manager made a really interesting comment back end of last week where he said he addressed that very issue and said, we've got far too many holding midfielders and we haven't got a box-to-box midfielder. Now, I would suspect, now he seems to play all over the park for Sissoko, doesn't he? But I suspect (laughs) Sissoko may fall into that category of strong, powerful, up and down the pitch so could fill that role if that's if that's an avenue Everton want to wanted to sort of explore in the next five six hours. Um, we obviously we know there was interest earlier on in the window and it's kind of the interest has been retained, but mm. how strongly it was you know, for debate really. Um, yeah, they've they've got a glut of holding midfielders, Gibson, cleverly, obviously Barry and Gay are the, t- are the two in charge. That's Mo, of course, yeah. coming back from injury. So, Jamesy. Yeah, and Jamesy as well. So, it's unfortunate, you know, the previous manager did seem to collect a lot of plays in that position. He obviously felt that was the right thing to do because it's two hugely pivotal positions in the formation he played, but it's obviously left the manager with a bit of a headache. 
one thing that Phil didn't you allude to what Ronald Koeman said he said you can judge and he's going to predict have a goal where Everton were going to finish at the at the end mm, of the transfer window that, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting if it stays put as, as where we are yeah. and he did say he went on record didn't he it's Ronald Koeman saying I'll, I'll um, predict where we're going to finish at the start of um, the season so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what he says if, if, if it stays like this um, we just end up with no forwards to replace Ron to give him a chance. It's going to be interesting to see what he says as well. It's fortunate Everton aren't, aren't in Europa League actually, because if they do end up going without a replacement for Ron, then I would say then if they were in say something like the Europa League, they would have to not quite panic by them, but they have to just get a body in. But the fact that we're not, you know, with a bit of good luck on the injury front, you can maybe get away till January. But it's just uh, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I think it goes back to what I was saying before. I think there's some of the players you have been linked with, like the lad from Porto. Is we, we've also got too many players behind Rome, haven't we? Mm. You know, that's what you know. So yeah. not only mm. we've got a surface of holding midfielders, we've got a surface yeah. of wingers come attacking mm. midfielders, haven't we? You know, and I, I just think we've still got an imbalance in in, in the squad. In, in some areas, and, and I know Nias's name is, is not one who's not mentioned. He, he, you know, he's not a player. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is Dennis Strachwalesi knocking the box at the moment? Phil, one who might have just slipped under the radar, but obviously mentioned players who've left. Shani Tarashai has gone on loan to Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, this is a lad who I've sat stood there in front of Martinez, and I'm sure you have as well, and he's literally. Told us this guy was going to be the business. You know, he was going to be a top top player. Mm. It was brilliant that Everton managed to steal a deal for him. Loads of big clubs interested. Um, to my mind, he's made two appearances under Cumin preseason or one. I think he played Barnsley. Come on, MK Barnsley. Barnes MK Dons. I think that was it. Uh, yeah. And he didn't start in Barnsley. Sure off stream, might have done. Yeah, and he's he's seen enough to loan him out for a. Well, I mean, look on the little. I think I think any Evertonian who knows even a little bit about Tarashai and even has just seen him could tell you straight away that he doesn't fit the Koeman mould for wide attacker does he? He's not powerful and strong and quick in the Balassi sense or the Morales sense in that respect you would argue his strengths are you know in close quarters you know getting half a yard on a defender I think that's kind of why Martinez <clears throat> had brought him to the club he saw him as the heir to the Stephen Pienaar throne almost mm. and obviously that's not really the way Cooper wants to play so Ronald clearly made his mind up very early on him didn't he because we didn't see him after MK Doms he had an injury inverted commas um, so he didn't go to Dresden yeah. but then we didn't see him again he didn't. He didn't kick a ball in the Euros, did he? As well, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. He obviously, yeah. you know, he, he was he's a young lad. He's just broken into the national team, hasn't he? So, give him the benefit of doubt on that. But doesn't look good. But I think I think that's a further sign of Ronald Koeman kind of making a break from the previous regime. You know, he said to Nias, "You can go, McGeady, you can go, McCarthy's not in the team." Tarashai, you can go on loan for the season. I don't need you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The other player today is is the the lad from uh, Sheffield United, is it? Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin. What's the latest on on uh, that? I think as we speak, hopefully he'll be in Finch Farm or or um, Broad Green doing his medical. Mm-hmm. Um, Everton have gone back in with the second bid today or last night um, after having an initial bid rejected. 
Looks like they're going to pay about one and a half million quid. Um, product of the Sheffield United Academy, talented forward, been selected for England's under-20s. So he'd be in the same squad this week as Kieran Dowell and Callum Connolly. Um, highly rated, United were sniffing around him. Um, but Everton looked to have uh, won the race. And I think, you know, Everton have got a lot of talented young forwards, but I think Unzi and Joe Royal have looked at Calvert-Lewin and, th- and, and think this this kid could have a future at first team level. I think this is the type of deal, when I mean, we've done a couple of deals like this, haven't we, the clubs mm-hmm. that with Barnsley, of going down, you know, the Deli Alley type thing, of yeah. going down mm-hmm. into the bottom three divisions or whatever, and looking at the the best players from the yeah. academy, or yeah. just on the on the you know, just broken into the the first yeah. team, maybe playing twenty Galloways, etc. Twenty thirty games in the season, and going in and paying maybe two three million pounds for them, um, and you know, fortunately for us, it, you know, the two deals we've done with Barnsley, I've mm. look on face value work very well. One's obviously worked very well financing. The other yeah. one is, you yeah. know, I think Mason Holgate's a, a, a looks like a really talented player. And I think going forward, that's the type of deal you see a club like Everton doing a lot more, especially when you talk about premiums and the amount of money like yeah. that you're paying for transfer. Yeah. Fees Interestingly, Robert Elston referenced it in November's general meeting at the Philharmonic, didn't he? he said yeah. what this was obviously previous year, and he said what the TV money has done is allowed us to go and buy players like this. You know, spend a million quid, you know, two million quid on a, a lad that will go into the academy, but also now in the Mashiri era, I think, and hopefully, you know, the signing of Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a um, a sign that the club still take their academy seriously and they mm. won't just go and buy proven players. Obviously, look, we're in a period of transition where Ronald has gone and bought 26, 27-year-old players, Premier League experience, but the club's still got an eye on the future. Yeah, interestingly, it hasn't worked with a forward player yet, though. That's the only... We've well, had a good pedigree in bringing in defenders... But um, Basala Sambu as well yes. obviously came yeah, in yeah. towards the end of last season, wasn't it? Or earlier this summer? Early this summer, yeah. From Coventry. Let's see if, if one of those two, Basala or Dominic Calvert-Lewin, do the business. The Sheffield United kids, I spoke to a guy this morning um, when we were linked with them. He's a Sheffield United fan, home and away. And they they're about, they're gobsmacked how much Everton are paying for him. They, they, they were like saying, listen, he's nowhere near where that... He may be potential in the future, but he's not. He's miles away from the first team in the Premier League level. Well, that's what we can see. I remember the um, wasn't it the Barnsley manager wasn't overly enthused that Holgate had left, said he'd left too soon. Hmm. Similarly, Carl Robinson, MK Dons at the time was disappointed and said Brendan's left too soon. You know, with respect to those two guys particularly, yeah. I think those two proved them wrong. Yeah, we're not buying them to play in. On uh, you know next home game now are we? No, no, no. Well, you don't know it, did you? It could be, you know, could be our fault. That be sad, you know. It could be our fault next week against Sunderland. But, but you know, we bought some to develop them. But I, I think Greg's point is 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 a fair one. Is that it is easy for you? And we spoke about this last year with Galloway. And we looking about the players who are coming in, like Tyus Brown. And it is is younger. It's easy for younger players to break into the the first team squad if you're a defender, isn't it? Then yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A, on a midfield player. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I suppose with, with Everton as well, as the window uh, ticks down, it's whether or not we're just going to be take, it's completely uh, railroaded by a name that hasn't been on the radar yet at all. I, I don't know. I mean, you hear Jim White talking about these um, supposed texts he has with Farhad <laughs> Mashiri. Um, it's unbelievable. Them, it's it's surprised, watch yeah. this space, yeah. and it's a crazy window. Yeah. And all it's this insane window. Insane yeah. window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is a mad window. A billion. 
first billion pounds transfer window. But um, I'd like to hope Everton will, will surprise us near, near the end. But, you know, equally, we've been here before with Everton and it's not easy on deadline day doing business, is it? And a lot of it is down to luck and timing. I wouldn't be surprised. And listen, I really hope I'm wrong if 11 comes and goes and, and that's it. Gav, would you have settled for what has happened this summer so far regarding Sir John Stone sold for £47.5 million and the players bought in for approximately rounds about that same figure? Would you have settled for that in the summer? Um, assuming we don't buy anybody between yeah, now if it's, and If it's thumb short right now, would you have settled uh, for that in the summer? I would have settled for it if the club has bought the players that they really wanted and weren't prepared to, to, to waste money on somebody they didn't want just to, to make up the numbers. But I, but as a spectator, I'm looking at the, the squad. I'd be disappointed if we didn't have a, another striker because I think oh. that's being quite obvious that we've needed. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I agree. So all I would say is, and look, I hope that something gets done between now and eleven. The the squad obviously isn't as strong. If if we don't sign anybody, the squad it wouldn't be as strong as we would have hoped. But thinking about it rationally, as it stands now, is the squad at Ronald Koeman's disposal in a better shape than he found it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's more balanced and it's got like a, moving towards a, a better, you know, my, my biggest moment last season was the age range of the team. There were too many young players, too many old players, not in that, not enough in that 24 to 29 age group. And the mm. players, it's no coincidence that the players that he's, he's brought in have, and we're looking mm. at in that age group, mm. they? So I, I, I'd agree. Uh, I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and I think we have got a better squad. It's whether we can, you know, we won't want them to play better. Yeah. Better as well, don't we? You know, we want them what we did last season, not just have a better squad. Which we've shown that we can do that in the first three games. Um, but the striking one is, is the one that worries me. If I, I mean, if I said to you all now, one name that you want Everton to do before the window shuts, um, for me, it's pretty straightforward. It's just Gabbiadini. Again, I'm not going to profess to know this lad inside mm. out, but it just shows you how desperate we are for an option, an alternative, some support for Rom, without anybody else on the horizon. Yeah. We, I mean, we've done an article on the Echo website earlier where uh, one of the lads on the sports desk had a similar kind of idea. He said, look, a player off the radar or somebody who hasn't been mentioned yet who Everton might sign. Realistic. Obviously. Realistically, yeah. Obviously not Messi and Neymar, what yeah. have you. Um, They've knocked us back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I suggested, and maybe it's just stretching the far boundaries of credible, but I suggested trying to get Rashford on loan. Phil said maybe trying to get older Charlie Austin from Southampton. A few other shouts in uh, Lacazette was Joe Rimmer. said maybe go and break the bank for Lacazette. Yeah, maybe that's your, your marquee. But I, but I, by the way, I didn't just say, I think Austin, I can't. I'm surprised we haven't gone for him. For me, yeah. he's a cheap Fairly available. Yeah. I know it's Southampton and it's all that goes with going back to Southampton. Yeah. But he's not starting. They look like they're changing the way they play, playing Redmond and Long, I think, up front or whatever with under the new manager. I just think, you know, Koeman went and got him in January to do a job as backup to Pella. I just ticked all the boxes as backup for Romy in many respects, but, you know, I'm not the gaffer, am I? I'd go for Hernandez. Javi Hernandez. Yeah. I think he'd be ideally suited. He's got his sore hand at the yeah, moment. He's he's hand, like, yeah, yeah. Someone of that ilk, a yeah, bit of pace up front, goal poacher. Well, I think we're going to need him. Well, I think yeah. that's like you would maybe see, and again, don't profess to know a great deal about him, but Hernandez, quite similar to Lucas Perez, who we've missed out. You know, that, yeah. you know, that yeah, type, yeah, type yeah. of player, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Sturridge? 
<laughs> Daniel Odeen. <laughs> Balotelli's gone spare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do without, thank you. I mean, the other one that's been, uh, been the legacy on the market at the moment is Fabricas, isn't mm. No chance. And... And um, I don't know. If he I don't think I don't think enough. He doesn't do enough defensively. Does yeah, he? that's what that's what I mentioned the teammate today, and he said, you know, that whether he'd fit in with Kuhn and sort of work ethic and stuff like that. I think like he'd that. have Kuhn tear his hair out. I only say that because he was born on the day we won the title at Norwich, wasn't he? Fabregas. I'll be disappointed if we don't. Well, as it looks like, very unlikely now that Lamine Kone doesn't come in because. Although I completely agree with this, that really three centre backs we can get through with that. Yeah, yeah, it's not definitely. the end of the world. But I just, not for me to drop Jags. I wouldn't want to drop Jagielk. I think he's started really well back yeah. to the Jagielk we know and love. Um, but certainly having him as an option there. Definitely. Him and Williams or Jags and, and him or what. It's such a powerful, um, you know, robust. We've got that already developing. You can, yeah. you can see that against Stoke. We didn't concede. But um, he would have been a great one. I and think. do you think just, does that all factor into the um, perhaps a little bit more relaxed approach to finding another goalkeeper? Because say Steck got injured, Steckenberg got injured, Coombs will be going well. I've got better protection for Robles now than the previous manager had. Yeah, yeah. fair point. Although yeah, I've said that, Phil. Yeah. yeah, completely agree. But we really needed to rely on moments from, from Steck oh, to, yeah, to get through the game against Stoke. Yeah, big saves, big match, match winning saves. Yeah. He's done, and I don't think Joel does enough for them. I really don't. I don't think yeah, he does I enough. Don't he's had his moments. I actually, he has, think, but I actually don't think Robles in shot stopping, you know that term people say, <laughs> he's actually decent reflex, fairly agile in terms of, of, of saving shots. It is ability to command the area which yeah. concerns me. But that's not the question here. The, the question here is whether Stecklenberg is good enough to be Certainly, the first question is: Is good enough to be first choice goalkeeper for foreseeable future? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. From what he's shown so far, and whether, you know, yeah. whether must be going mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he never did this when he was down here. <laughs> and in the short term, whether like he could get away with Robles and Robles behind a Ronald Koeman defence, maybe he's a slightly less riskier option than a Robles behind a you know the Bersin yeah. Martin defence. Yeah. Well, there we go. Right, thanks for listening. We will. Um, Endeavour to get back together tomorrow, as if you haven't heard enough of us already. The Gabbiadini special. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, when the big Gab's here. Now, we'll um, we'll go through what does and doesn't happen uh, in the next few hours, and we'll do a deadline post-deadline day special. But thanks for listening to this one, and fingers crossed for the next few hours that we go and get some big deals done.